Hey everybody, thanks for coming out to support another day of Diesel Shop Talk Podcast. I honestly could not be doing this without you, so thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting the podcast. If you are not following us on Instagram, please go to Instagram right now, go to that little search feature, put in Diesel Shop Talk Podcast, you're going to see a little picture with some yellow words that says Diesel Shop Talk Podcast. Hit that follow button. We will keep you up to date on future podcasts. We are working on some podcasts here within the next couple of weeks. We're going to be uh, bringing some recruiters in, talking about retention, talking about recruiting from one location to another. We're also going to be talking about how you can really improve your career, uh, taking one step at a time if you are planning on leaving the company you're at and going somewhere else. We're also going to be bringing some military veterans in to talk about the transition from the military to the civilian sector. I Myself, I've been there. I was in the military. I went on my tours in Iraq. I went on my tours in Afghanistan. I had some of those combat injuries. So once I was getting out of the military, I was afraid. I didn't know what the civilian sector was all about. Then once I came in the civilian sector, I realized the civilian sector is rock solid. And I really never knew how little I got paid in the military until I started getting real paychecks inside the civilian sector. So it's one of those things you don't really need to be worried so what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about stoichiometric ratios. I'm going to talk about uh, these stoichiometric ratios. You're going to hear me call them stoi quite a bit because this is kind of the knowledge that you have to have if you're into a couple things. If you're into performance, you got to know what stoichiometric ratios are and what the sensors do for you. If you're a diesel technician or a diagnostics technician, you got to know what stoichiometric ratios are because if the stoichiometric ratio is off for any one of your really important sensors, that's going to create chaos inside of your engine for contribution. That's also going to create chaos inside of your emission systems. Another reason why we have to know about this stoichiometric ratio is just because ultimately the diesel engine is going to run best if we are running at a certain ratio and we're going to talk about all that we're going to talk about kind of the sensors that's telling the ecm what to do in order to make sure that the injectors put enough of that fuel in there or what the ecm needs to do as far as sending that output signal to the turbo when we want to build up more boost pressure when we want to take some of that boost pressure away and kind of how the ecm is controlling this so without further ado Let's get started with the podcast. So whether you're a diesel technician, a truck driver, a diesel performance guru, maybe you just drive a diesel on a daily basis. We've all had the situation where we had this diesel engine that's not performing the way it should be. We have a loss of power coming from this diesel engine. While as a diesel technician, there's really only six factors we look at to diagnose this correctly 100% the first time. So what are these factors? Well, the first factor that we always look at is, do we have any kind of misfiring coming from that engine? We get our heat guns, we put it on that engine, we try to find out if we have any cylinder that's warmer than another. Are all the cylinders cooler than what they should be? Are all the cylinders hotter than what they should be? That's one of the things that we're continuously looking at. The next factor is gonna be, do we have poor acceleration? Because if we do have poor acceleration, this could be from a number of things. Do we have a fuel filter restriction? Do we have an air filter restriction? Who knows? 
Next factor, do we have uh, erratic idle? If we have erratic idle, that could be bad fuel shutoff valves. This could be air inside of the fuel. This could be bad fuel injectors. Do we have an engine that's dying? Once again, this goes to anything from a bad fuel filter to a bad fuel shutoff valve. Do we have any kind of smoke coming out? If we have smoke, this could be bad injectors, bad turbos, bad EGR valves. This could be Delta P sensors that are plugged up and reading a right signals to the ECM and then lastly we look at do we have any kind of excessive oil consumption because if we have excessive oil consumption that can kind of pinpoint us to do we have a crankcase that's overfilled that's pushing all that oil through the cylinders back out of the exhaust or do we have a bad turbo so we're always looking at these to diagnose this diesel engine correctly the first time. What does this have to do with the podcast today? Well this has everything to do with the podcast because each and every one of these factors also has something to do with air-fuel ratios, which means are we running lean? Are we running rich? It all goes in together. So whether you're a diesel technician or not, air-fuel ratios has to do with your everyday life. And today we're going to explain why it has to do with your everyday life. So today what we're going to talk about is these air-fuel ratios. Now, in order to really understand air-fuel ratios, the first thing we have to understand is what stoichiometric ratios are. A stoichiometric ratio for a diesel engine is about 14.5 parts air for every one part fuel. That's what it means, right? Now, we have three different types of air-fuel ratios that we think about commonly, though. All right, so obviously stoichiometric. We also have rich mixtures, and then we also have lean mixtures. Now, what is a rich mixture? Well, a rich mixture is nothing more than more fuel than stoichiometric. A lean mixture means that we have more air than stoichiometric. That's all that means. Now, what benefits do we get from a stoichiometric ratio? Well, the benefit that we get from a stoichiometric ratio is that we are producing the most efficient burn inside of the cylinder. That means that we are getting rid of all that oxygen, we're getting rid of all that fuel in that cylinder. Now, what's the downside to stoichiometric? Well, the downside to a stoichiometric ratio is the fact that the cylinder gets hotter, and since the cylinder gets hotter, we produce a little bit more NOx. Another issue with a stoichiometric ratio is the fact that uh, we don't have maximum power, nor do we have maximum efficiency. Now, your mind probably just blew. It's like, David, you literally just said that this is the most efficient ratio. Well, what that means is you get the best out of both worlds at this ratio. You get a balance of power and efficiency, not max power, not max efficiency, just right smack in the middle. All right. So uh, now once we go back to the original claim from whenever I started this podcast, I mentioned the six factors that come into play with loss of power. Well, let's kind of talk about this. All right. So do we have a misfire? Well, if we have a misfire, this can be because we have bad air-fuel ratios. Why could this be a bad air-fuel ratio? Well, a misfire can be not enough fuel, which means you have one cylinder that is running probably too lean. That is not good because if it's too lean, now combustion temperatures are too low. And if combustion temperature is too low, well, we just can't make it go boom. We don't have contribution in there anymore. All right. On the other hand, maybe it's running too rich. What's the issue with rich? Well, if it's running too rich, that means we don't have enough air. And if you don't have enough air to burn, because, you know, we have three different factors when we talk about heat, obviously we need fuel, 
we need oxygen and then we need heat in order to have combustion right so if we're missing this air you have a misfire so we got to think about that when we're talking about loss of power there's a lot of things that can create this issue kind of like bad fuel filters uh, a fuel shutoff valve that is not working correctly we've all seen that before especially on today's diesel engines because almost everything is is electromechanical now and since electromechanical with a diesel engine that gets hot well guess what it doesn't work too much anymore all right another thing is air in the fuel because air compresses fuel does not so now if we get air inside the fuel we're gonna have a misfire on multiple cylinders and now that we have a misfire on multiple cylinders we don't have the fuel going into that cylinder that we actually need, creating that lean condition. All right, so ultimately, there's a lot of things that we have to think about when we're talking about these. Uh, if we have poor acceleration, well, heck, that can literally be anything on that engine. Everything from that fuel restriction we talked about to even debris inside of a fuel line. Maybe we have one of your suction lines that are broke. We have more air coming in. Maybe we have one of the fuel restrictors right there on the outlet of the head, not allowing the low pressure fuel to build up the way it needs to. All right, so when we're thinking about these ratios we, we we have to remember that it makes a huge difference on the diesel engine so if you are a technician that don't really think ratios matter we kind of need to start start you know thinking in a different direction and the reason why i say that is because if you kind of have this knowledge base it makes a lot of things more uh easy to understand now as we move forward, I'm gonna start talking about these ratios. I'm gonna start talking about what the sensors are actually doing in order to change these ratios. But before I go there, I wanna talk a little bit about these ratios and kind of talk about what the benefits of the rich mixture and the lean mixture is. All right, so to start out, let's talk about rich. Now, what is a rich mixture again? That means that we have more diesel fuel than what stoichiometric ratios are. So anything that's 14.4, to one down is considered rich. All right, so now that we're thinking 14.4 down, typically up to a 7.1 because your diesel engine can still run on a seven to one ratio. It is not very good, I will tell you that, but it can still run on a seven to one ratio. Um, so when you're running rich, we actually get some benefit from a rich mixture. The benefit that we get from a rich mixture is we can actually gain the most power out of a rich mixture. And the reason why we can gain the most power out of a rich mixture is because naturally, in order to gain more power on your diesel engine, you have to add fuel. Now, another benefit of this rich mixture and power is the fact that the more diesel fuel you put in the cylinder, the more oxygen you're actually burning. Now, the problem with a rich mixture though is you're not going to burn all of the diesel fuel. All right, you need that fuel for power. Obviously, you need oxygen. If we can burn all of that oxygen, we get the most contribution out of that cylinder. So naturally, what happens is we run that rich mixture in order to create more power with that diesel engine because now we've burned all of the diesel uh, or all the oxygen inside of the cylinder. And so the problem with this though is once you burn all that oxygen, now we have fuel that's left over. And since we have diesel fuel that's left over, that means that we have additional hydrocarbons that's leaving that exhaust pipe. Now what people do when we're talking about the performance side, they run rich mixtures with the diesel engine because now we have these turbos 
filling the cylinder up with oxygen and now we can dump more of that fuel into that cylinder to burn all of that oxygen away. Now that oxygen is going bye-bye because we have a lot of that air to make that cylinder go boom. But now we have black smoke coming out because we have a little bit more diesel fuel going into that cylinder. Now, what ratios do we actually get the most power out of? Some people want to say we can go down to uh, this 7 to 1 ratio to gain the most power. That's false because what happens as we start running a richer mixture, contrary to what belief is, as we start running richer, your combustion temperatures actually start reducing. So the richer it is, the lower the combustion temperatures are in that cylinder. So in order to get the most bang for your buck, you have to try to run a rich mixture closer to that stoichiometric ratio of 14.5. Because the closer to 14.5 we are, the higher the combustion temperatures are. All right, so now we have to also throw in another factor here though. The other factor is uh, timing of that diesel engine. Because now, if we are running rich, richer with a warmer combustion chamber, because we're, we're trying to stay near that stoichiometric ratio, somewhere between around 13 all the way up to that 14.5 mark, 14.4 mark, all right, we're running warmer cylinders, we have to make sure that we keep timing inside the back of our minds because if we start putting that fuel into the cylinder too early, what that's going to do is start creating that detonation. And what does detonation do? It makes the cylinder go boom. We don't really want that to happen. All right, so this is kind of where higher fuel injection pressure is going to come into play. And this is why people change out these fuel pumps or higher flow fuel pumps. Because now that we get this higher flow fuel pump, that fuel pressure goes up, which means we can put more fuel into that cylinder at a smaller amount of time. So in order to make sure that we don't advance the injection too much, keep that combustion temperature high and fill that cylinder with the right amount of rich mixture, what we will do, higher fuel pressure, more fuel injection at a certain event, and then now we get to go boom without detonation. All right, so you're always trying to put all of these in this little triangle to make sure that we have the best of all worlds because we don't want to blow the cylinder. All right, we don't really want to put too much soot in there because the more rich we, we run, the more suttier the cylinder is also going to be. All right, the more sooty that the exhaust system is going to be. And this is very bad, especially if you have a DPF that's on that truck or a newer model diesel engine. All right, so now let's kind of go to the lean mixture. Why might somebody want to run lean? Well, one reason you might want to run lean is because you actually get the most fuel economy out of a lean mixture. Why do we get the most fuel economy of a lean mixture? That's because we burn all of the diesel fuel. There is not any diesel fuel left inside that cylinder after a lean burn. Why? Now, with a lean mixture, we have more air. And if we have more air, that means that we can consume more of that diesel fuel during the combustion, which means bye-bye diesel fuel. We don't have any more of you because we have abundance of this air. See, it's, it's always this balancing act, all right? Stoichiometric, we burn all of it. Rich, we now have 
more fuel left over. Lean, now we have more oxygen left over. All right, so now that we burn all that diesel fuel because we're running lean, we save money on fuel economy on the long run. And this is also where a lot of these tuners come into play because once you get a tuner, it is always kind of going back and forth from this rich mixture to the lean mixture. Now, what's the downside to a lean mixture? The downside to a lean mixture is actually one of the same downsides that we get from this uh, rich mixture. Earlier, I said the more rich you get, the cooler the combustion chambers are, contrary to what I believe. Well, with a lean mixture, it's actually the exact same thing. All right, so the more lean we get, the cooler the combustion temperatures are. So we actually use this to our advantage when we're talking about NOx reduction because we can also go lean with the computer systems on our trucks. And once we go lean, we reduce the amount of NOx that's being created inside of that cylinder uh, without actually having to use EGR. But on another hand, also what happens since we're reducing this combustion temperature, now we don't necessarily have the carbon buildup that's going, but we do have an abundance of diesel fuel. So if we're running a newer engine, let's say that we have a 2010 or above, now we have DPFs and we have SERs that's going to be on that exhaust stream. Well, all this diesel fuel that's coming out is actually contaminating the DOC. And once you contaminate the DOC, you're gonna make the DOC burn too much. Now all the platinum on the DOC is going bye-bye. And also some of that diesel fuel can actually pass through the DPF because the DPF is not 100% effective. Some of that diesel fuel is actually gonna pass by and where does that go? That actually goes to the SER and now we could contaminate the SER and we could damage the SER. So when we're talking about rich, stoichiometric or lean, we have to think about the benefits from all of those when you're building your engine or when you're doing diagnostics, all right? So uh, now let's kind of talk about the sensors that make a difference here. I'm trying to make this a quicker podcast. Uh, the sensors that we have with a diesel engine that make a huge difference on what the actual ratio of fuel is, is going to be anything that has to do with fuel injection, right? A couple sensors that have to do with fuel injection. We have the EGR temperature sensor, huge one. EGR temperature is one of the main priority sensors on any diesel engine if it is installed. If we don't have a EGR temperature sensor, that means we have an additional intake temperature sensor. And I'll talk about that as we move forward. All right, another temperature is the intake air temperature sensor itself. That intake air temperature is huge because anytime that we have warmer air intake, we actually have less oxygen. When we're talking about air, we're not actually talking about how much air volume we have. We're actually talking about how much oxygen we have in that air volume, and that makes a huge difference. So now, as the intake air temperatures go up, what actually happens is the oxygen volume of that air molecule goes down, all right? So the warmer it is, the less fuel we need to try to keep it at that stoichiometric ratio, or kind of right there dead center, because we don't want to produce all the extra emissions. We want to keep that diesel engine warm enough. We're burning all the hydrocarbons, but we don't want to keep it so hot that now we're producing excessive NOx. All right, so intake air has a huge priority on this. 
Intake air pressure is another one because obviously pressure means volume. The more pressure you have, the more volume per second that you have inside of that cylinder. So keep that in mind. Another one, ambient air. So I'm ex-military. Um, a lot of you are ex-military, which means we have ran a lot in our lifetimes. The time that you want to run the most, if we got to pick uh, whether it be hot or cold, typically you want to run in colder temperatures. And this is natural to life. Why is this natural to life? Well, the cooler it is, the actual more oxygen that's in the air. So it's easier to run in colder temperatures instead of warmer temperatures. Well, that same thing goes to the diesel technology industry because now when we're talking about ambient air temperatures, the cooler the ambient air, the more oxygen we have. Meaning the colder it is, the more oxygen available and the more fuel injection we have to put in there to try to keep stoichiometric. All right, um, intake air pressure, uh, intake uh, air temperature, we mentioned those, ambient air temperature, another one is going to be ambient air pressure because now once we start moving up in altitude, start going in 5,000 feet above sea level and above, now efficiency starts going down because of less oxygen. So that barometric pressure sensor or ambient air temperature pressure sensor makes a huge difference there. Uh, then exhaust gas pressure. And one of the reasons why exhaust gas pressure makes a huge difference is because this is one of the main inputs to the ECM that controls these turbos. Remember, the turbo that we have on most of our diesel engines today, this isn't from the past, strictly today, the big thing that we have on these is control turbos, whether this be a VNT turbo or a VGT turbo. A VNT is a variable nozzle, which means inside we have little nozzles that move up and down in order to open and close the veins, ultimately changing the AR ratio of that turbo. And then a VGT actuator does the same thing. So there's a sliding rail on the inside that moves back and forth, and that's gonna be the geometry, uh, changing the geometry internal, also changing the AR ratio of this turbo. So since we have these control turbos we essentially have zero lag with our diesel engines because now once we take off the turbo can actually close to make that turbine wheel start spinning faster and since that turbine wheel starts spinning faster the compression wheel also spins very fast ultimately sending enough air into that diesel engine to make that diesel engine go rum rum right it makes that sucker start moving very quickly without the lag that we've seen in the past right almost all of us if you've been in the field for more than a couple years you probably drove a truck that had a caterpillar engine you know with that caterpillar engine you hit that accelerator pedal once you hit that accelerator pedal with that big semi the truck felt like it had zero power whatsoever. It kind of took off, and then all of a sudden, you just feel that entire truck just pick up boost and go, and it starts going with an astronomical amount of power. Well, that's lag. That, that's that lower RPM lag that we get with bigger turbos. Well, since that lag is bad, because ultimately, what happens in this case, we're dumping fuel in there, a rich mixture. We have these hydrocarbons going out of the exhaust, in order to reduce those hydrocarbons going out of the exhaust, which the EPA said to get rid of, now we have the OEMs that's produced these BNT turbos and the VGT turbos. 
That way we can reduce that and try to stay that stoichiometric. So as you can see, stoichiometric does make a big difference here. Uh, some of the things that the ECM is always looking at as far as the, the ratios and where the ECM might change these ratios around a little bit is going to be at some of your emission systems. So now with your emission system, once we go into the regeneration cycle or once we go into the EGR cycle, your ECM is always looking at all the different inputs saying, okay, now I might need to put a little bit more fuel here or I might need to put a little bit less here in order to make everything work a little bit better. So let's kind of put an example out there to that. Let's say that the truck's going down the road and now that the truck's going down the road, it starts reading extremely high EGR temperature. If it's reading very high EGR temps, that also means that the combustion chamber is very hot. All right. If it's very hot, that means we're probably running closer to stoichiometric, if not stoichiometric at that time. And that's why that temperature is very hot. Since it's very hot, that also means that we're probably going to have combustion temperatures above 2,500 degrees. So that means that we are creating NOx. So what does the ECM do? Well, it has two options. We can go ahead and control the EGR, open the EGR up a little bit, or it can change what that, that fuel ratio is. All right, so there's more factors that go along here. What is the torque load happening right now? So now it is going to start taking contribution based off of the crankshaft position sensor to say, okay, now we are under high torque loads or low torque loads. So if it's under high torque loads, that means that that diesel is probably running up a mountain with a heavy load, or maybe it's running down the highway with a heavy load. So since it's running down the highway with a heavy load, it might say, okay, instead of actually opening up the EGR more, we're just going to lean out this, this, combustion right now and once we lean that out now we're reducing the amount of NOx that's being created and we're not going to lose that much power out of it under these conditions but let's say that it's running down the highway there's no torque load so that means that this diesel engine is not really running that hard right now if it's not really running that hard then what's going to happen is you're going to say okay so now that my EGR temperature is higher than normal I'm producing higher NOx let me just go and open up this EGR a little bit more and now we can reduce the NOx that way because I don't need that load all right well now the driver hits that accelerator pedal what's going to happen is that EGR is going to shut down, especially after we hit wide open throttle. And once that EGR shuts down, we have to produce most power. In order to produce most power, we are going to change that air fuel ratio to get the most power output. So now we can advance timing just a little bit, or we can make it a little bit richer, closer to the stoichiometric ratios. This all depends on what the OEM wants. All right, so there, there's a lot more that comes along with this. Uh, Moving a little bit forward with some of the other sensors, I do want to make sure that I pinpoint one more time that when we're talking about air fuel, we're not technically talking about the amount of air molecules. We're talking about the actual amount of oxygen. And the ECM is continuously making these calculations to find out how much actual oxygen we have based off of the different inputs. So moving a little bit further, I want to go back to intake air. We said earlier intake air, as that intake air temperature goes up, that means that the overall oxygen levels inside of that air molecule 
goes down. So since it goes down, if we are going down the road and that ECM says, okay, now I have higher than normal intake air temperatures, um, what I need to do is make sure that I don't produce a lot of soot because if I allow this hot intake air to go into my combustion chamber, I'm not actually going to burn all this air. All right, since I'm not going to burn this, I'm going to start creating all this soot effect inside that can glaze my piston cylinder walls, that can do a lot of harm to that diesel engine that can allow some of that diesel fuel to actually pass through the rings contaminate the oil there's all kinds of stuff that can happen in this case since this is ultimately going to happen it says okay now that i have my vgt turbo or my vnt turbo i can go ahead and change what the turbo speed is by opening or closing depending on what the conditions are to reduce this intake air temperature and at the same time since i'm reading higher temperatures than normal i'm gonna go ahead and send a fault code to the ecm so that a technician can read this fault code later on and Ultimately, there's a lot of inputs that we need to look at when we're diagnosing this. All right, so some of the inputs that you might want to say, so let's say that the uh, charge air cooler is not working efficiently. Well, you can actually go back and you can look at some of your data inside of the ECM. Um, and once you're looking at that data, go check out what the turbo compressor inlet temperature was. Because remember, if that turbo compressor inlet temperature or the turbo compressor outlet temperature is higher than normal, that means that we probably have some type of restriction right there inside the ATAC. That's that back pressure. You gotta go back and think about dynamics when we're talking about this stuff. All right, so just keep in mind, sensors make a big difference on what the ECM is doing as far as what the output controls are. And there's a lot that goes along with these stoichiometric ratios. Um, I'm going to kind of leave it at that for the podcast. I just wanted to make a podcast to kind of let you know what a stoichiometric ratio is, what a rich mixture is, why we actually make it more rich sometimes, why we make it more lean sometimes, depending on certain conditions out there. All right. So this is a very small amount and we can actually get a lot more in depth with this stuff. And we want to talk about the emission systems, but as far as the overall diesel engine, it is that simple. If you have a rich mixture, you can actually make more power. Why do we make more power? Because we burn all of the oxygen out. In order to make the most power though, we need the combustion temperatures to be warmer. So in order to create the most power from those combustion temperatures, we need to stay as close to stoichiometric as possible as long as we are not creating detonation. All right, if we start getting to the point where that combustion temperature is too hot, we're actually going to rich it out just a little bit more. So now it burns a little bit later without the detonation with cooler temperatures, or you are going to put bigger injectors on there, a bigger fuel pump on there, so we can dump fuel at a different time, but still get the same amount of fuel inside of that cylinder. And that's going to give you a different effect. All right, if you want most fuel economy, now we're running a little bit more lean. That's the kind of conditions that you would make in that time. All right, so without further ado, I'm going to get out of here. It's about time to go pick up the kiddos. Uh, I've received a couple phone calls, so I need to get back on these phone calls. If you're not following Instagram, go to Instagram right now and follow us. That's going to be at Diesel Shop Talk, and have a good night.